Hello and welcome to the Pixie Dust Project podcast, where magic is as commonplace as Starbucks and being a Disney adult isn't a stigma. In today's episode, we are covering what's in our bags and suitcases when we go to the Disney parks. But first, if you like the Pixie Dust Project pod, we would so appreciate it if you gave us a follow and a rating on your listening platform of choice. It's as easy as tapping the number of stars you think we deserve. We always recommend five. And if you want to go above and beyond and leave us a review, that would be pretty magical of you. So before we dig into our packing lists, Sarah is going to kick us off with some Disney news. Yes. And once again, Sarah is making this as personal as humanly possible because it's news to me. It might not be news to you, but hey, it's my podcast, uh, our podcast. So Aaron's news is also going to be personal too. We have some good ones. Um, All right. So my first thing up is Disney Dreamlight Valley. And I don't think we've actually talked about this on the show, but for the last couple of episodes, either before we start recording or after we press stop, Aaron and I have gone back and forth on like, oh, should we get it? We both have Nintendo Switches. We're both Animal Crossing fans. Um, I say fan loosely because while I am a fan of the game, because I have ADD, undiagnosed, but I've had multiple people, including people with medical degrees that are friends of ours, diagnose me with it. Um, I like having a game, an easy game to play while watching movies because it helps me concentrate on the movie better. And that is what Animal Crossing is. I got bored with it though, because I didn't feel a connection to the characters or the quests or like anything in the place. So I kind of just gave up. Um, So when Disney Dream My Valley came out, everyone's like, it's the Disney version of Animal Crossing. I was thinking, well, Maybe this is it, because if there's anything I'm going to have a connection with, it's Disney. Uh, But I kind of dragged my heels on downloading it because one, right now you have to pay for it in order to be considered a founder. So it's in like a beta test you can pay. I think it's like $30, $50 or $80, $70, something along those lines. And you have early access and depending on how much you pay, you get all this extra stuff because there is um, a portion of the game that you pay to participate and you pay with their like moonstone gems or whatever. And that's what you get a ton of if you pay the highest amount and you only get a few if you pay the lowest amount. So far I've been playing and I have not explored that. There's plenty to do without that. So I'm I'm not gonna tell you how to spend your money, but I think $30 is enough. Um, I'm addicted to this game. It's a good thing I'm about to go on vacation because I need like a solid chunk of time to sit down and play it because I love it. And I'm, I've been watching, I've gotten so into it that I've watched like some YouTube videos and read some articles on like the best practices and tips and tricks because it is absurdly addicting. And you it's interesting because the first couple characters you encounter aren't necessarily classic characters like um it's this is this isn't spoilers if you play the game for like two hours you'll know this but the very first character you meet is Merlin which I love that he's like the mascot of this game because that's again Sword in the Stone not the most popular film Goofy is also one of the first characters you meet so y'all know that I love that but Scrooge McDuck is on is on there on the top of the list. So I like that there's a really good variety. Um, and so far I have had it for like three days and have logged, I don't even want to publicly say how many hours because it is a lot. And it has given me such serotonin and stress relief. Um, I will be bringing it on vacation with me. I'm very excited. Yeah, I cannot wait to get this. We were just talking about this um, before we started recording, but I have played Animal Crossing for the past 15 or so years. Very religious player. I had it on um, the Switch. I had it, or not the Switch, the the 3DS. Um, I had it on the DS Lite. Like I've had it on pretty much everything except the GameCube. So very religious Animal Crossing fan. I, for one, uh, I know Sarah mentioned she didn't have an emotional connection to the characters. I literally get physically attached to my characters or to the like villagers. I've had the same villagers since my very first town. Like in every game, I get the same ones because I'm like, it's a thing. Anyway, very excited about this because Disney and Animal Crossing are like my two favorite things aside from Taylor Swift. So 
um, my three personality traits, but I'm very excited for this. I'm literally going to go download it after we finish recording and I'll probably have an embarrassing amount of hours logged, uh, by our next episode, but I'm very excited. It's nice because it doesn't take a long time to download either. So I was, I made the decision to buy it and was up and playing within 30, within 30 minutes. So exciting. Love, love that for me. I will also be, well, no, I have to pack, but I will probably log some more time before the day is over as well. Um, so yeah, that was my, my biggest thing. Um, so big, big recommendation. And also ironically on par with today's theme of what we're packing. Cause now my Nintendo switch will hundred percent be in my bag. Um, Aaron, do you want to do one of yours? Sure. So I know a lot of people are talking about this online. This news came out a couple of days ago that there are more Halloween treats popping up around Walt Disney World um, in the theme parks and in Disney Springs. So just a couple of highlights that I saw like scrolling through um, the Disney Parks blog. They did like a whole blog post about it. I'm very excited about the caramelized apple liege waffle in the Connections uh, Cafe. I think this sounds so bomb. It's the waffle, a caramelized apple liege waffle with caramelized white chocolate and graham cracker streusel. So that is available October the 4th through the 31st. And then they're also having a little Halloween cupcake there um, just on Halloween weekend. So that's kind of cool. A little two or three day only um, treat. And I saw on TikTok the, the Donald Duck candy corn sipper um the little cup I don't know if you saw that Sarah but it just says coming soon on the Disney Parks blog which is very interesting and very ominous to me that they don't put a date on there I feel like it's we're waiting till we have enough to meet if there's like another figment Figment. level fiasco (laughs) and I I'm not a huge sipper fan but I did I have also trying to be like been mentally trading myself to not purchase things on this trip so I know I'm like really trying to like cool it on souvenir purchases well I mean we'll see if that pans out or not um I'll update the group when I'm back yeah check back in in two weeks and we'll see what the what What the the consensus is there's Um, oh I'm sad to report that the candy corn milkshake from last year is returning at Hollywood Scoops I don't know if you tried it last year. It was hot garbage. Um, It's a candy corn ice cream shake topped with a vanilla cake donut, whipped cream, spooky sprinkles, and candy corn. I thought it was a flop personally. Um, It just, I mean, it was like, it tasted like a vanilla milkshake. It was not to me as advertised. Um, So that was kind of a disappointment, but. I had the one um, they had for the Halloween party in 2019 um, that had like the huge, like, mickey marshmallow that like a straw was stuck through it it legit tasted like candy corn but it was so thick and so sweet and it was like so hot that i only was able to drink a third of it and my dad like bless him did his best to choke down the rest (laughs) but so that we didn't like it it's that i also like cannot i for some reason i can do like a i can do um like a a medium scoop of ice cream in hot weather that's very refreshing to me but I cannot do a milkshake when it's that hot and humid that's the last thing I want yeah all that dairy yeah, yeah that's it's too much too much um speaking of treats there is also um if you're aware it is Hispanic Heritage Month it actually runs mid-September through mid-October I think the 15th through the 15th so we're in it It's very exciting. And Disney is celebrating in the best way that Disney does with themed treats. (laughs) So a lot of these, a lot of these treats like will be at their tail end when they're doing the, um, when they're doing the new Halloween ones. So uh, like a very quick overview, there's stuff in every single park. Um, I tried to pull up the Disney foodie guide for it. So I had photos to like, remember the things I found interesting, but the website's down for that particular page. So that's helpful to me. Um, really exciting that I can just vamp while I find the things I want. Um, obviously the Mexico pavilion in Epcot is definitely popping off with some options as is sunshine seasons. 
So Sunshine Seasons has Berea tacos that look amazing and a spicy fish taco. Uh, but apparently that's available all year round. So that's, they're just highlighting it, um, the, the fish taco. Um, for the Mexico Pavilion at La Hacienda de San Angel, they have citrus marinated pulled pork on corn tortillas with pickled red onions and a mango habanero relish, which sounds bomb, as well as a tamale. And I think they have two specialty margaritas which is exciting. Uh, but yeah, just one thing to note, um, if they get that page up and running on the website, when you're looking at it, a lot of the stuff in Epcot, they're also highlighting food booths that already exist for the Flower and Garden Festival. But there's also a Tres Leches cupcake. There it is. And that is, I think they have a few of them, but one for sure is at Rosie's All-American Cafe um, in Hollywood Studios. And that is a Tres Leches cake served with whipped cream, fresh strawberries, strawberry candy rocks, and a white chocolate coin. And let me just say, if it is anywhere near as good as the Tres Leches served during the Flower and Garden Festival, that is a must, must, must eat uh, on my list for this. Oh, they have it in Animal Kingdom too. Animal Kingdom is the one I was looking oh. for. That's the Tres Leches cupcake, which is the traditional cake with... Um, Vanilla cake soaked in almond, coconut, and oat milk with cinnamon. That is the same exact combo as the Flower and Garden Festival. And th but this one has whipped icing, passion fruit boba, and a white chocolate piece featuring Antonio and Pico from Encanto. So it is plant-based as well, the whole thing. I oh, I, I will, will be getting that on our one trip to Animal Kingdom this vacation i will be so arriving good. early just for that cupcake oh my god that's at flame tree barbecue for anyone interested <laughs> i might get that as well um continuing they have a on chocolate the... one. sorry sorry they have a chocolate one too sorry you guys i can't tell you enough how good these are i'm done now i promise chocolate is important on this podcast um, continuing on the treats train, we have some interesting magic kingdom news. I actually have two pieces of magic kingdom news, but the first one is that now they are having cocktails at the magic kingdom, which has never happened before. They've had like beer and wine, I think before, um, only inside the restaurants, you can't like walk around with it. Like you can at Epcot. Um, but some new beverages are coming to magic kingdom at some select table service restaurants. So the jungle Navigation Co. Skipper Canteen is going to have the Jungle Bird cocktail and the Golden Haze Margarita, which both sound really good. Um, the Liberty Tree Tavern and Diamond Horseshoe are going to have the Gold Rush, which is a new cocktail with bourbon, lemon juice, and honey with crystallized ginger. And then a Magical Beacon cocktail, which is a special offering for the 50th anniversary celebration, which is gin, um, Curacao. I'm pretty sure that's how you say that. Um, minute made lemonade almond or how do you say that? O R G E A T. I've literally never heard that or seen that word. It's uh, a, lemon it's grenadine. For, if you're curious, it's an almond syrup. It's like a type of almond alcoholic syrup. It's, it's used a lot for tiki drinks. Fun fact. Huh. Interesting. The more, you know, um, and then it comes with a souvenir glow cube because everyone wants to carry a sticky glow cube in their purse on the way home. <laughs> so that's no. the magic kingdom news in the alcohol the amount, world. The amount of times as a child, I got so excited about those glow cubes and my sweet mother like wrapped them in <laughs> so many napkins to put them in her bag for me to never touch them again is so accurate. Yes. No, literally. I just did that recently with the um, trowel and trellis. I think that's the name of the booth, um, that souvenir cup that you get. We made such an effort to take it home with us. And I literally could not tell you where it is right now. So there's that. Yeah. For the Remy's, um, um, the fromage montage, if you like look back to our second episode, my most favorite thing, you get a cup for that too. And yeah, even even in the midst of like being really excited about the cup, my dad's like, "Oh, I'll go clean off in the bathroom," and I'm like, "Why bother? Just throw it away. We're not we're not going to use this." Yeah, the the intentions are always good with those. 
And then my last piece of Magic Kingdom news is very near and dear to my heart. And I think we talked about it recently. Um, I can't remember. I think it was our like perfect day episode. We talked about the Crystal Palace and how they had just opened for lunch and dinner. And I was really, really bitter that they did not open for the character breakfast. And they are opening on October 25th. They are bringing back the Crystal Palace breakfast. I'm personally so excited because my mom and I are going to be there on the 29th. So I'm going to be stalking the My Disney Experience app, trying to get us a reservation for that because I would literally cancel all of our other reservations for that. Which, by the way, fun update for Sarah because she's going to laugh at this. So we are going to Epcot on Friday, the 28th of October um, to go to the Eat to the Beat concert, which is uh, the Hanson Brothers that day, which we've already talked about this. Um, if you've listened to our past episodes, I'm a huge Hanson fan. Um, and they're like the free concert for the Epcot Food and Wine Festival that night. But because my mom and I don't really want to stand in line for the whole day, which is what historically you've had to do with Hanson and like other big names come. Like I know Joey Fatone was recently there and his, the line for him was like literally to Germany. It was so long. Um, so we got eat to the beat, uh, dining package reservations. So smart there on the website, you can get, there's a bunch of different restaurants. There's like Germany coral reef and a few others. Um, but the only one that they had available was the coral reef. And if you guys have listened to all of our episodes, you know, that I am not a seafood eater. (laughs) so this is an interesting development for me uh but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do it because it's worth it to not have to wait in that line um but they have like a Cajun chicken pasta or something like that so I'll get that but I just thought you'd find that kind of ironic I do I find that so (laughs) funny that Aaron is going to a seafood restaurant and is fine trying to find the one non-seafood item on the menu um but that's honestly though do do what you got to do to not I refuse I don't care who it is I refuse to stand in that line like if I want to listen to some of the songs I stand like in the area behind I don't think I've ever gone to one of the eat to the beat concerts because my I am in a I'm I belong to a very line adverse family um we're very line adverse we're also anti frivolous not that this is frivolous spending because you actually have a genuine connection I just don't think anyone has been there where we're like oh my goodness we love them the one thing my mom has almost cracked on is the candlelight processional I think she has always that would be worth to it. experience that and yeah that would be if you're on your game and like obviously we can book earlier because we have well we're, we'll be on we'd be on property for this hypothetical scenario then we could find a restaurant that that would hundred percent be worth it. I think Rose and Crown does it, which I've always wanted to eat at the Rose and Crown pub. So that's probably what I'd pick. Yeah. The Germany restaurant does it too. And that's what I was really hoping to get because you've hyped it up so much I that I was like up. dying to try. <laughs> I've been dying to try it. And they had it, of course they have it for like every day, except the one that we're going to be there. So yeah. I'm going to keep going. It's kind of expensive. It's like $70 a person. Um, which I'm really? pretty sure it includes, it's like a prefix meal. Uh, oh, oh, it is. Cause it's the special package and, deal. Right. And your, um, your seat reservation. So it's fine. It's worth it. I mean, we were going to eat anyways, and it's worth it to pay a little bit extra, um, to not have to stand in line. So that's, that's the update there. I just thought that that was really ironic. Yeah. That is actually really funny. I've also heard like Coral Reef has just gone downhill in general, but yeah, I've heard it's that worth too. it to not wait in line for, I mean, like you have to like for in situations like this, I say to myself or whoever I'm trying to convince, what is your time worth to you? Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, cause yeah, you'd have to line up early in the day for that. And yeah. in my opinion, my time is worth more than that to me. Yeah, for sure. And my mom has like a bad back and stuff. So it's just better for all parties involved. if We just do that. Yeah. Sounds, sounds incredibly reasonable to me, Erin. You go, you do your thing. You get your non-seafood dish at a seafood restaurant. You do you, girl. You get your chicken strips. You get your chicken strips. (laughs) Ask for the kids menu. See what they say. Literally. 
but I think that's, is that everything? I, I feel like there's, yeah, there's been an abundance of Disney news, or maybe I'm just paying closer attention because anything that's come out lately directly, it usually directly correlates to my trip. Oh, um, the one thing I am excited really quickly, and then we can talk about our actual topic on the note of the spooky treats that Aaron was talking about. One of the things I actually think is cool is the black flame candle. Um, and it's like this little mini cake and you can get it at the Grand Floridian Cafe. And I don't know if I shared this with the group. I definitely told Aaron, I think. Um, but on this trip, I will be staying at Grand Floridian for the very first time. Um, only one night. I'm not going to tell you when because not that I think anyone is stalking me from this podcast. I'm nowhere near that important. All 80 of you that listen. Um, but I'm staying one night out of our trip at Grand Floridian. Grand Floridian um, at the DVC resort. And I am so that's my one of my bucket list resorts to stay at. Um, Reed will also be there. So it's very nice. It's like a very romantic like thing. Um, and I am thrilled beyond thrilled. Um, so I think I might celebrate with the black flame candle cake. Uh, even though I'm not like a cake person, I don't care if I eat like three bites of it. It looks so cool. And I want like a special treat that you can only get at the Grand Floridian for my stay at the Grand Floridian. I love that. I'm so jealous, but I'm so happy for you. You deserve it. Thank you. So do you. I actually was going to have Erin come and stay instead of Reed, Um, but she has plans. So, so we can go ahead and get into tonight's topic, which is going to be what we bring in our bags and suitcases when we go to the Disney parks, which I'm very excited about because one, I'm really nosy and I just like to know what people bring to the parks, but also I think it's really helpful, especially for people that don't come very much. I know I've gotten a ton of DMS. I say a ton. I've gotten like three, um, over the past few weeks of people saying that they're coming to the parks in like October, November, and they're not really sure what to bring or how to dress. Um, and obviously I live here in Orlando. So I can kind of give an educated guess as to what it, you know, what the weather's going to be like, obviously it's Florida and no one truly knows, but we're just going to go through it and kind of go through our must brings and any tips and tricks that we have for people planning their vacation or even just a little day trip. Yeah. Well, do we want to start with do we want to start with suitcases and then we'll do like our bags for inside the parks? Seems like a logical. Yeah, I think that's, I think that's the best course of action. Yeah. Well, also we're packing as content creators. Um, so I have my tips for packing like a normal person and I have my tips for packing like a content creator. Uh, just based on who I think listens to this podcast, I think both sides will be helpful. Um, But actually for this trip, I tried something new because I found on my, like I started all my Disney accounts in March of this year. And my trip in May was my first trip as like a Disney content creator. And I felt a lot of pressure to pack like outfits and have like multiple outfit changes and multiple things that I could wear. And I didn't really think it through, which led to me just basically bringing 15 oversized t-shirts, which is fine. We love the oversized tee and bike shorts or any short fit. Um, But I didn't pack logically. And I actually ended up at some points being like, I don't have anything that I really am excited to wear. So for this trip, it's, it's a fairly long trip. I actually made a spreadsheet and honestly, I recommend this for anyone because I felt so much more prepared to pack. I made a spreadsheet in that spreadsheet. I put a column for each day. And then in the next column, I separated it by like where we had park passes for, if we had a party, like we're going to the Halloween party. Um, if we had like any other things like, oh, we only want to be in Epcot a few hours. We, we want to spend the night at downtown Disney, Disney Springs, whatever you want to call it. Um, I like put that in and then I devised an outfit for each. I'm a, I'm a sweater. So I tend to make multiple outfit changes throughout the day just to feel comfortable. It's not even an Instagram thing. It's a Sarah doesn't want to feel clammy all day thing. 
Um, and then I went from there and from there I was, I was able to see like what kind of outfits based on what I had at home, I wanted to wear and maybe where there was overlap and I could maybe get rid of a pair of shorts. Like this one pair would do for both outfits. And when I went to sit down to pack, I felt organized. It felt great. I'm not going to say I greatly downsized what I packed because I didn't, but it was at least better organized and I know what I'm wearing now. I love that. I think that's a great idea um, to, to keep organized. I also recommend, I did this for my bachelorette trip and for my honeymoon, which are like the two last like big trips that I went on that I had to pack a bag for um, or like go overnight on a plane, whatever. Um, I tried on all of my outfits before and I took pictures in them because like obviously you're going to be taking pictures and honestly, just a rule of thumb in general for feeling comfortable. I wanted to make sure that my outfits looked in person the way that I wanted them to look. Um, so I recommend trying everything on before and taking pictures in your camera roll. And that way you kind of have an idea of, okay, these go together. This is how they're going to look in photos. This is how they look on my body. Um, so it's just another helpful tip that I recommend for packing as well. And it also helps to kind of curb the overpacking thing because you have outfits for each day and each occasion, which is really helpful. That is really smart. I actually saw that on TikTok, a girl that, um, took a picture of everything and like put it in one notes, um, like one notes document in her Apple notes. And that seemed really smart. I didn't have end up having time to do that, but there's a part of me that very much wishes I did. Um, you can always just wing it. I can just, Sometimes well, I have the spreadsheet. Fun. I do have the spreadsheet. Yeah. yeah. Um, also on that note, uh, packing cubes are your friend. Um, yes. I, yeah, I like to pack like my bottoms in one. This is a large packing cube. My bottoms in one, my tops in one, my bathing suits in one, and then my like undergarments in one. Um, sometimes it depends on like if it's an active trip. If it's a trip I'm going to be really active on, I also pack like workout clothes in one. Um, but yeah, always, always utilize packing cubes. It's going to, especially when you're going to Disney. And I'll tell you why, because Disney for most of the resorts has lovely like uh, dressers and drawers that you can utilize and with a packing cube instead of having to unpack everything and put in a drawer you just lift the packing cube out of your suitcase and put the packing cube in the drawer boom you're done That's and you're so unpacked smart. yeah my mom actually I'm not going to take credit for that Lisa is the owner of that hack although Disney did remodel a lot of stuff and made the dressers not as deep so now some of our packing cubes don't fit, but for the most part, unless you're packing like massive packing cubes, it, it is a, it does work. I prefer to have everything uh, spread out across the whole hotel room um, and looking like a tornado went through. So that's my personal travel aesthetic. Yeah, that I have a bit of a mix. Um, the only thing that keeps me in check is like my parents, it is their DVC point. So their thing is like, you know, you treat it like your home. Um, and in that case, everything needs to be somewhat tidy. Normally I take one of the chairs that's in the corner of the room. And that's where I set like my backpack and like, sometimes I'll drape clothes over the back and that's about as messy as I get. Oh, and then all of my electronics and jewelry just scattered over the top of the dresser. That is probably the, I bought actually, so that's my next tip. I bought a jewelry organizer for this trip, um, partly because I have some brand photo shoots and videos to do that involve jewelry while I'm down there. So I had more than usual, but I found a great one on Amazon that's all zippered pockets that are long. So you can lay your necklaces flat so they don't all get tangled and it folds up super flat. It's like one foot long, but it's super flat and you can just put it like at the bottom of your backpack or something like that. I am it's like 20 that bucks. Sounds life-changing. I'm very jazzed about it. Yeah. Is it in your Amazon storefront? Um, it will be after this conversation. <laughs> I'll stick it in there along with my currently wearing a Lululemon um scuba hoodie dupe that was 20 bucks as well. Lots of things that are $20 um uh on my Amazon storefront, apparently. So I will make sure they're both linked. I think it's like my Disney must-haves or packing list. I don't know how I organize my storefront. <laughs> 
Thank you so much. I will be purchasing uh, both of those things after this podcast. Amazing. Yeah. I actually have already packed all my jewelry and it's, it's really nice. I really like it. I'm glad I got it high quality. Like this is not, this podcast is not about this one particular item, but I have to say that'll change. That'll change my packing a lot, especially jewelry. If you're fans of Joe and co or any other Disney themed jewelry, Pandora. Oh my God. Speaking of Joe and co, did you see the October subscription necklace today? No, I actually paused my subscription because (gasps) I, I just have too many right now. Like I really went ham on Joe and co. And as you should, they're absolutely phenomenal, but I kind of took a look at my jewelry tree and was like, I need to reevaluate my collection. Cause this is, this is more than one person needs at this current moment who works from home and rarely goes anywhere needs at this current moment. Yeah, I feel that. It's really cute. So I'm going to show you a picture of it. Yes. For those of you listening, um, Joe & Co. Goods, we have their necklace subscription and their necklace of the month is a happily ever after um, themed necklace. And it's the castle, um, Cinderella castle. And it says happily ever after on it. It's an enamel pendant. It's cute as heck. And I'm so excited to get it this month. I wasn't super jazzed about the boo to you. They did like a Halloween themed one for September and I forgot to cancel um, or pause my subscription for that. So I got it and it's cute. And I will say I'm definitely going to be wearing it and it's a nice touch to have for Halloween, but I was like, I could live without it, you know, but the happily ever after one is so cute. Oh, I'm upset about this because it's also the Walt Disney World one is my favorite color that like icy Cinderella blue. Well, I think I also have quite a few, you know what? I think I might have quite a few points um, saved up. So maybe I'll try my, try my hand at getting one on the regular sale and I can redeem some of those points. We shall see. Dang it. Um, well, cool. Thanks, Aaron. We can, if my mother's listening, if I get that necklace, it's Aaron's fault. You can blame her. Sorry. I'm a bad influence, but also Sarah does it to me too. Like I'm probably going to spend like a hundred dollars tonight between Dreamlight Valley, the, the scuba hoodie, and then the jewelry organizer. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I, to be fair, um, I'm, I'm fully responsible for Aaron's Amazon cart this evening. So goes both ways. hundred percent. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think of some of my other backpack or not backpack, like, um, suitcase travel hacks. Um, I have away luggage and away luggage comes with a little laundry bag, which for me, I do stay at a DVC resort. So we have laundry and we, we make use of that laundry machine. But um, if your luggage does not come with that, it actually is quite nice having like a insulated um, bag. The away one is it's basically just the same material that the suitcase is lined with and it folds up really small so you can tuck it in the corner. But I use that mostly for undergarments or again, if I'm on a very like, like the last ski trip I went on, um, I put my base layers in there too, because they were really sweaty and you can just kind of flatten that out and lay it on top of the packing cube. So your whole suitcase doesn't smell. Um, and with the way it is in Florida, I feel like even if you're not a sweater, you'll probably be sweating. So you might not have the best smelling, um, stuff on the way home. So looking into a, a bag for some of your sweatier items might not be the worst idea in the world. So you don't have to deep clean everything in your suitcase. I'm trying to think of other things too. I mean, everyone has their basic like packing things that they do. Um, definitely pack for like, I, I mean, that kind of goes without saying, but like pack plan accordingly, like pack list out all of the activities you're going to do and make sure that you have outfits for those occasions, because you don't want to be uncomfortable walking around the parks, especially if it's hot, like wear comfortable clothes that, you know, you can last a whole park day in shoes are going to be shoes are arguably the most important thing that you can bring on your Disney trip. Because if you have bad shoes, it, to me, it ruins my whole trip. Like if I have on bad shoes, I don't enjoy myself. So definitely make sure that you bring your favorite shoes that, you know, 
are going to keep your feet comfy, especially, oh, and multiple pairs of shoes, because if it rains and you have wet sneakers, that sucks. <laughs> like straight up, nothing worse. Yeah. I did a TikTok video about my tried and true shoes. Like it was spe- specified to the Disney parks because my TikTok is Disney, but they're also my tried and true shoes for travel. Um, there's one I didn't include. So just an overview, like I highly recommend Chacos, Sandals, or Tevas, either one. Um, if you want, like if you're a white tennis shoe girly or guy, either one, and you like that crisp white look, but you hate Nike Air Force Ones because I hate Nike Air Force Ones. I have a wide toe box and those just don't work for me. I have the Reebok Double C Classics. They're like the Reebok Club Double C Classics. I think they are actually on my Amazon storefront um, if you want to look at those. Uh, I bought those uh, earlier this summer. I'm obsessed with them. I walked like four miles in them on a recent trip and felt no discomfort. So I think those are great. And you can wear them with or without socks. But, um, so, oh, and Birkenstocks. Always, always love a Birkenstock. But something I didn't include on that list was um, it, in case of rain, exactly what Aaron just said. I hate saying this because I am vehemently against Crocs. I get that they're comfortable. I really do. But... Crocs has a tennis shoe that is made of the same material. It's completely waterproof. And because it's that material, you do not have to wear socks with it and worry about smelly feet or anything. There's a bunch of holes. So they're very breathable. Oh, there was one trip. I wore them every single day of an eight day trip. They were some of the most comfortable shoes I've ever worn. And they were, you know, you don't have to worry about rain or any sort of inclement weather. So look those up. Those are nice. I'm also a Crocs hater and I have the Croc sandals. I can't remember what they're called. They're just like, they look like, like slides basically, but they're just, they're Crocs. And those are so comfortable for the parks. I've worn them multiple times on like long park days. Um, and they're perfect for, especially when it rains because they just, they're, they, they're waterproof. So they're amazing. I also love my favorite park shoes. I wear these exclusively to the parks. Um, they're my on cloud tennis shoes. So they're the on cloud Nova and they are white. And I know there's like a meme about on clouds online and I don't really care because they're the best tennis shoes I've ever had. And I love them. Uh, yeah, they're actually a client of my HPR agency that I work, work at, um, on is one of our clients. We did their IPO, which is really fun. Uh, I'm not on the team, but I know everyone who is, and we're big fans, big, big fans. I also, I, I my weightlifting shoes are ons. I don't know I what love model them. they are. If they're looking for an influencer, uh, to support them, <laughs> I know a girl. Yeah. I, I know. Trust me. I have, I have made that comment before. They have such a great, they've really expanded. I remember even just a few years ago, it seemed like they had a much smaller selection and now they have like any form of tennis shoe you could possibly want. It's a great, I, I am a hope, like I am a Hoka's girl through and through for mm-hmm. my athletic shoes, like running, walking, all of that, mostly because I really need that cushion. But for like my weightlifting shoes and even like my walking around the neighborhood, like cross training shoes, I use, um, I use ons. I, I love a tennis shoe. If you couldn't tell, I have many. <laughs> I, co- I collect. I also, I will say this. I don't know if I said this on my video, but if you're bougie, like really, really bougie, uh, people like to hate on golden goose. It actually within the Disney community, people like to hate on people that wear golden goose. And here's the thing. Those are some of the most comfortable shoes you could possibly wear. I know it doesn't seem like they would be because they're leather and they have like, they actually are ergonomic because they have, if you take the sole out, it, it has like a little heel on it. So your foot is like slightly curved, which again, sounds uncomfortable. It is, again, that was another shoe. I took that on my uh, trip last fall, wore them every single day with no socks. And my feet were fine. And my feet are prone to blisters, prone to like problems. So if you're really bougie, I, you know what? I, I hate, I hate to say it, but the golden goose are nice. They're really nice. Really brave of you to wear those without socks. Um, again, they're all like leather on the inside too. Like they're the easiest shoes to clean. Interesting. Yeah. 
they're nice. I, I'm sorry. I know, I know there's a lot of haters out there. I really, really like them. Um, another thing I'll say when I pack is I pack a lot of ears. I know that Erin is like still building her collection. Um, but I pack a lot of ears and I actually use a Dagny Dover dust bag. I use my dust bag from my backpack. Um, the backpack I got, um, you could, any, any dust bag works. Um, but I actually pack my ears in that. So they're like semi-protected and they're also organized. I know there's also like people sell ear holders to pack. Um, my problem with that is, is I have a lot of ears from different custom ear, like designers, like different makers on Instagram, Etsy, etc. And they're all so different sizing. I mean, the ones that I just got in the mail today are a lot bigger than the average year. So I can't utilize things like that. So I kind of have to make do. And for me, a dust bag. And then I, I like put my shoes almost in a protective formation around the dust bag and then zip it in. My suitcase has like a side that zips. So it's like things can't fall out. Uh, and that's how I transport even my delicate ears and so far so good. Interesting. Yeah. I'm still building my ears collection. Haven't had to travel with them because I just go down I four, but, um, yeah, Sarah, I can't wait for you guys to see the pair of ears that Sarah got in the mail. They are sick and so gorgeous. And I can't wait for you guys to see them. They are inspired by the 25th anniversary of see their magic kingdom or Dis I think it was the 25th anniversary of Disney when they decorated the castle to look like a giant birthday cake which is one of my ultimate favorite memories so that's the theme so a little, little sneak peek for you it's yeah they're iconic she showed them to me before we started the podcast well should we move into park must-haves what's in our purses slash backpacks for the parks yeah let's do it so I it depends on the kind of park day that I'm having, what I bring. Um, usually I'll bring like a fanny pack and I'll have a few things in there, but if we're going for a full day, I'll have the backpack, um, or Peyton will have the backpack full of all of our things. So I don't know how you want to, want to go through it. I guess we can just take turns, but yeah. What's, what's like your top, like, and also, so when you say a fanny pack, are we talking like a Lululemon belt bag? Are we talking, um, uh, what is the name of, I love, you wear a lot of custom fanny packs. What's the name mm -hmm. of that, that seller? Yes. Her name is Celine, um, follow your heart design co those, those fanny packs. I don't fit as much in them as I do my Lulu bag. So I'll usually wear those if I'm just going for like a quick trip or if Peyton has the backpack, I can put like some of my like cosmetic items in there, but I never, ever, ever go without um, lip, some sort of lip, something either. I have like the glossier bomb.com that I'll wear. Um, the Laneige, it's not the, the Laneige sleeping mask. It's the like one that's in the tube. It's like the day form of that. I pretty much always have those two. I always have hand sanitizer. I always have a little pack of Kleenexes because my nose runs when I sweat, which is gross, but gotta do what you gotta do. Um, and I usually have like band-aids and ibuprofen and stuff like that. And I, that, that can all fit in my Lulu bag. Um, I also bring a hydro flask to the parks. You will never catch me without my hydro flask, um, because I don't want to pay four or $5 for a bottle of Dasani, um, every time I want water. So I always have all of those things, um, and sunscreen I'll bring sunscreen, Sometimes I just wear it on my face when I leave um, the house, but in clock, I always carrying, have like six clips. How are you carrying your hydro flask? Like you just carry it in your hand? Yeah. So that annoying? story about that. It is annoying, but I bought one of those things. Um, I follow second star collective on Instagram and she posted this really cool hydro flask strap that she hooks onto her hydro flask um, around the like neck of it or whatever. Um, and she hooks it to her Lululemon fanny pack belt bag. And I was like, that's genius. So I bought it, put it on my hydro flask. I go to Epcot and it literally falls off in the parking lot. And my hydro flask has like 12 dents in it now. So <sighs> I just carry it. <laughs> um, it's actually not that bad. Um, I just carry it like in my arm or like 
loop it through my finger or whatever. I just try to keep it. And I always forget it. I leave it places too, but it's better than, it's better than going thirsty. Yeah. Like, honestly, Um, it's what I have to do. Yeah. I props to you. I never bring a water bottle with me. Reed does. Reed has like a mini Nagling water bottle that we got at REI that he uses a carabiner clip probably also purchased at REI um, to put on his sling or backpack that was guess what also purchased at REI Reed has the co-op membership in case anyone was wondering Um, I have a feeling when we get married we will be registered at REI um, for all the camping equipment that I will be forced to use in that marriage Um, but that's a good selection. I have two different bags, um, that I take with me. I either have, I I also have a sling. Um, I have, I have several Lululemon belt bags. And to be honest, I, the sling I use now, I, I much, much prefer. So I have a sling. And then I also have some sort of a backpack this trip. It's my Cotopaxi sling. And I am for the first time ever taking a lounge fly with me. Um, I don't know if you guys saw my video. It actually got on TikTok. It got quite a bit of traction. I duetted this girl unboxing this lounge fly and it is a gorgeous like patent leather, black, very simple lounge fly with Mickey ears. It's like Mickey's face. Um, I will say, I, I, I still stand by what I've said before. They're very stiff and they are hard to pack, but you can fit quite a bit into a lounge fly. Quite yeah, a can. bit. Um, I'll do I the hate, sling. I hate oh, it. God. <laughs> oh, I was yeah. just gonna say I hate carrying my launch fly. Um, I only have one. Actually, I have two, but I've been carrying my pumpkin one to the parks the past few times. And I just hate like I hate all of my stuff being on my back and like I have to t- take it off to get to it. That's the only thing. And it's stiff. It's funny because I would if you asked me what I prefer to carry in the parks, I prefer a backpack because I like having it all like tucked away behind me so I don't have to like mess with it, but I'll, Aaron started with a sling. I'll, I'll talk about what I put in my, my sling. So my sling from Cotopaxi is bigger than your average sling, uh, which is nice because it fits quite a bit. I can fit one of my collapsible tripods. Uh, I have two, one is about a foot long and a little thicker. That one does not fit. The other one is about six inches and um, smaller, but it extends almost to six feet tall. No, that doesn't sound right. I, it, it's as tall as me and I'm five, eight. So it's, it's small, but mighty. Um, and it fits that it fits my, my vlogging camera is a GoPro, um, because I did not feel like paying $900 for a Sony ZV-1. And, I also, I have a lot of reasons for not having a Sony ZV-1, one that I, something I will not get into on this podcast, but I will say I have a very large camera collection because I am a photographer and a Sony ZV-1 just didn't fit into it, but a GoPro did because you can get it wet and all these other things. Uh, The GoPro has its own form of a tripod handle that both charges the GoPro and controls it much like a Sony ZV-1. Um, so it fits those two things. It has multiple pockets that fit, you know, extra batteries and what have you. I always also bring a lip thing right now. Um, there is a Clinique lip gloss that I really like. And then I also have, um, Charlotte Tilbury pillow talk comes in a like chapstick form. I don't know how hydrating it actually is, but it's very pretty. Um, so those are my two current favorites. Um, I usually bring some sort of small brush or comb. I say usually that's a lie. I have been lately because my hair gets unruly. Um, So I try to bring some sort of wide tooth comb or something um, that's easy to fit into any size bag. Uh, Let's see, I'm trying to think. Yeah, if if my hair is down, I will always have some sort of apparatus to pull it back up because it usually goes up very quickly after entering the parks, no matter how much I try to keep it down sunglasses and sunglass holder. Um, so I have a lot of Ray-Bans. Um, I'm usually bring a pair of like, I, I bought the Disney 50th anniversary polarized Ray-Bans. So that's, that's been my go-to for the past few trips. Um, I also bring, I actually, again, I keep referencing my TikTok. I, cause uh, packing has been on my mind. I just did a TikTok 
talking about new makeup I'm bringing on this trip. And one of them is the Patrick Ta Foundation. Uh, I don't know what it's a uh, palette. Um, so it's, it's not, I mean, it's only two things. I don't know if you can call that a palette, but it's foundation and setting powder. And you can apply it with your fingers and it blends really beautifully. I might bring that in my bag. Maybe not my sling. I, I'm listing a lot of things, guys. This sling fits all of it comfortably. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Um, but maybe that, uh, but for sure the remaining items for the sling are um, my portable charger and my Ryko camera. That's my new Parks camera. It is smaller than a Sony ZV-1. Um, but if you guys follow me on Instagram, all of my most recent photos have all been on my right go. So it is a point and shoot that has the power of honestly, not quite the power of my Nikon, but very, very close of my Nikon full frame. And it's, it's a very, not many people have heard of it. It's a, a Japanese brand. That's not very popular here in the States, but if you watch a lot of videos, it's a very popular European camera and I can see why and it's much cheaper than a lot of other cameras that are popular right now um and then I also bring um oh shoot I just had it my my camera my GoPro I'm like trying to think of like all my content creator stuff shoot I I literally just had it. oh and my I have a small um card wallet as well yes that's, that's I also recommend I also recommend a phone charger situation if you're going to be taking a lot of yeah. like TikToks pictures during your park day. Um, I know chargers are more accessible now at the parks than they used to be. So that's good. Like usually if you have a like a cord and a cube, you're pretty good to like find somewhere to plug your phone in. Um, I know the Connections Eatery has like little USBs built into the booths, yeah. which is cool, like an airport. Um, so that's pretty cool too. But I think that's everything. I mean, sometimes people bring snacks. I'll bring a snack sometimes if I'm feeling hungry, but. Reed um, brings power bars. That's what mm -hmm. Reed has in his, or like peanuts or something. Um, for me, uh, if I were to recommend a charger, if you have a 13, like an iPhone 13 and above, like anything that has MagSafe capabilities, I bought an Anchor, A-N-K-E-R, MagSafe um charger that just it like snaps because it's a magnet oh nice snaps to the back of my phone it is it's such a small thing to not have the cord but it's a huge it, it's so nice because it's so easy to hold while it's charging um so I will be bringing uh that with me uh, it's also better for your phone if you have yeah PSA if you have a MagSafe capable phone use a MagSafe charger because it actually keeps your battery from bloating and it'll make your phone last longer in the long run. I learned that from a few different sources when I got my new phone. I'm trying to think of anything else that I would bring to the parks. Just bring like, oh, oh my gosh. I almost forgot my most important park must have. And that is wet ones wipes because touching everything and feeling sweaty and like some, you can't always wash your hands and stuff. So I just recommend getting a wet one. Like if you're in the middle of line and your hands feel gross, you can't leave and go wash your hands. So get a wet one. I, so I get like 12 packs of them and keep them in our backpack. Oh, that's, that's really smart. Another like small thing that may seem insignificant to small ones. Um, Reed and I typically bring reusable straws with us places because Disney, I've, they've been upgrading more to those straws made out of bamboo or whatever that are still biodegradable, but like don't disintegrate upon touching a liquid because those paper straws, man, I can't, I can't use them. They're terrible. Literally the one job is to suck up a liquid. And when that's your one job, you cannot disintegrate when touching a liquid. That's not, that's not how yeah. that works. Um, so we do have reusable straws that we like to use. Um, and then I have this thing um, called a Java sock. I don't know if I'm actually going to bring it, although Disney is where it would make the most sense to have it. Um, but it's this neoprene. Uh, it almost looks like a koozie that specific is specifically made to fit Starbucks cups, like for iced coffee. So you don't, your hand doesn't get soaking wet from the condensation from the Starbucks cup. 
So also then you don't have to take, I don't know about you guys, but like I take, sometimes we'll take a bunch of napkins and wrap them around it. Yeah. So you're not, you're not wasting that. Um, they get all soggy and they get all soggy also pretty cheap on Amazon. Um, and you can like fold it flat. I mean, like I said, if you've ever traveled with a koozie, which in our family Reed travels, there's a koozie, at least one in all of our vehicles and all of our bags. Cause Reed loves himself a koozie. Um, then it's, it's pretty easy to just throw in your bag. That would be something I'd pack if I was bringing my backpack, not if I was bringing my, uh, my sling. Um, also sometimes like depending on the weather, I might throw an extra t-shirt or something in if I'm bringing the backpack again, cause I like to be comfortable. And then my final thing is, um, an ear holder. So I have a, it's like a carabiner clip that snaps onto my backpack and you can clip your ears into it. So if you just want to break from wearing them, you have a safe place to put them. Or if you um, are want to bring a pair and wear a pair and do a, do a quick change, you also have that option. I think that's everything. Um, pretty much. I try to keep it to a minimum at the parks, like truly the bare necessities. Uh, pun intended but yeah that's everything that I had and we'll try to put all of these things in our Amazon storefronts like a little shameless plug there um just because it's helpful I mean it's helpful if you're traveling to find these things so you don't have to go scouring Amazon um but they'll those are in our Instagram and TikTok bios you can easily find them we have everything organized by category um just anything that we think would be helpful for people looking for packing, packing hacks, pack, pack hacks. <laughs> We're also always available through social media. Usually mm-hmm. I mean, t- a TikTok isn't a great platform for messaging. So like if you no. have questions or, you know, need any help or advice, we are always available on Instagram, whether separately or through the podcast, Instagram. Um, and we love to help people. I actually was just on a work call today that turned into a planning session for one of my um, coworkers who is planning a trip and they haven't been down there in a long time. So we are always open to help no matter where we are or what we're doing in our day. 100%. I love messaging with people like asking me, like I said, I got people asking me about what the weather's like at the end of October. So I like go in my camera roll and see what did I take pictures of wearing on, you know, these dates. And so it was funny because the person asked, she was like the end of October slash beginning of November. And I went to the magic kingdom on like November 4th last year. And I was wearing a turtleneck, a t-shirt and a big jacket and like gloves, which is wild. Yes. So I was like, okay. And then I'm like a couple of weeks before I was wearing like short sleeves. So I was like, really, I don't know what to tell you <laughs> because it could truly be anything. I feel like October in Florida is when it gets like, really, everyone's like, oh, the weather in Florida is so unpredictable in the summer. That basically just means it could rain at any moment, but yeah. it's going to be hot. So just be prepared to be hot and wet and you're good to go. But Pretty I feel much. like once it hits October, it really is. I mean, same with like, I remember one year for the marathon, which is in January, first week in January, it was mm-hmm. literally 35 degrees. Granted, we're getting up at three in the morning. So it was 35 degrees waiting around in the corrals and it stayed cold throughout the day. But then the one day it got into the seventies and yeah. it's just like, oh, what? And I know that this past marathon, it got so hot during the day. People were like having problems with heat on the, on the course, it's just so erratic. Yeah, definitely goes back to our point of pack layers pretty much be prepared for anything. I know I went on my birthday right before the pandemic in 2020, my birthday's in January. Um, and I was wearing like a sweater and a coat in the morning and then a t-shirt in the afternoon. Like I packed a few outfits because that's how stark difference the, the temperature was. So just be prepared, keep monitoring the weather before you go and you should be fine. So, well, we hope that those packing tips helped you. Um, 
And I'm so excited to bring you guys my cruise and Disney trip recap um, in two weeks. So with that in mind, um, because I am going on vacation next week, uh, unless uh, Aaron and maybe her husband have nothing to do one night next week and they want to record an episode, uh, the Pixie Dust Project podcast will be taking a short break. Uh, we are not going to post an episode. If we do, that's bonus content for you all. You're welcome. But very likely we are not going to be posting an episode next week. Uh, and so we'll come back with an extra chatty, fun episode the week after to recap my trip and hopefully to recap Aaron and I's uh, meet various meetups while I'm down there and maybe Erica as well, because I want to see Erica yes. in person. I cannot wait. I'm counting down the days and so happy. yeah, follow us on Instagram. We always plug every episode, follow our uh, podcast, Instagram at pixie dust project pod. And then Sarah is every day is Disney on TikTok and Instagram. And I am Aaron goes to Disney on TikTok and Instagram. We will be popping off on our stories. I am sure whenever we uh, finally reunite in person. Um, so definitely be sure to give us a follow. I'm sure that we'll make TikToks and all of that fun stuff too, because we can't help ourselves. So thank you guys so much for listening. We appreciate all of you so much. And we can't wait to catch up with you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.